Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. another episode of left turns and loud noises we are on episode 65 we are recording today on june 14th at 12 o'clock noon i am your host of the covid free not a cake anthony dietrich and the reason that we are telling the time as we record is because we are not really sure about what's going on in texas is not right kevin yeah, so there was uh, some rumors Sunday night after the Kentucky race saying, well, they might not race in Texas. Um, and so far, we're, we're, on, we're on track to run in Texas. But mm-hmm. just in case anything breaks, we will uh, break it for you here. And... Yeah, my, I, I didn't really introduce my co-host here. This is yeah. Kevin Costello. <laughs> yeah. I was trying my best. I've been here before. <laughs> I, yeah, this is my, this is my uh, partner in crime, the mayor of Danger Bay, Kevin Costello. He's got Adam Stern's... Uh, notifications on right now just in case anything happens with the texas motor speedway um and i made sure that he's not following slurn's tweets so you will get yes. the official um have you seen uh there's a bob cockris in town oh god i did not yeah. see bob cockris yeah be careful for bob cockris he likes to report that uh drivers are catching ligma so oh. uh yeah that that dude i'm telling you if a driver catches that i think they're out for the season is that like a strain of tipitus or no i'm pretty sure it's what kills steve jobs okay yeah, so uh, we need to just be very careful for that. So, but anyways, Kevin, um, we finally got our first real, real, real weekend of nonstop racing, it felt like, even though we had that kind of on July 4th weekend. This was almost uninterrupted, it felt like. And it was the first weekend in NASCAR that we essentially weren't dealing with rain delays nonstop. Yeah, imagine of all the tracks we weren't dealing with rain delays, it's Kentucky of all places. <laughs> <laughs> well, not necessarily. The truck race got a little uh That is true. That on, is but true. Other, I mean, if anything, that race didn't even really feel like anything too much was going on other than a first-time winner, which, by the way, we got a couple first-time winners this weekend. <laughs> did we not? Yeah. We, we sure did, and let me tell you, that was – I feel like we should just get right into it. Yeah, let's I, get into I it. Holy shit. Don't, yeah, what a I, finish. I don't know. I don't know how to feel still about Cole Custer being a Cup Series winner. I'm like, I've I've seen the replay like ten times, and I, I just can't. We all wrote him off, even though he's in the best car, just because of how his performances have been this yeah. year. We all said, 
Reddick is probably going to be the rookie that's going to get it done. Oh, Christopher Bell's finishes are getting better. But if you looked at it, Cole Custer was just gradually getting more and more accustomed to the car. And he's won at Kentucky before in the Xfinity series. This mm-hmm. is a track that is his favorite. And he definitely made one of the ballsiest moves I saw on Sunday. That was absolutely fantastic besides the kevin harvick three wide for the lead i mean when you're going four wide for the lead and you're pushing ryan blaney over a storm drain on the infield or the <laughs> little runoff that's that's some randy uh, marsh balls right there have you have you ever seen cars three anthony oh, you know i'm embarrassed to say i still have not seen cars three Okay, so you can, in the, you can groan and moan all you want. In the opening scene of that movie, like the way that they introduce the new rookie, like the villain of the movie, Jackson Storm, is he passes the leaders like that are three wide and just comes out of nowhere. And that's literally what it felt like. Dude, Cole Custer, official heel of NASCAR. I don't Evidently. care what it takes. Get him some more wins. I loved it for the guy. First of all, Andy Houston is his spotter. Shouts out Mr. McDonald's, man. First guy I ever saw driving the McDonald's car in 2001. So that's pretty cool right away. I mean, it shocked Mike Joy. Like, Mike Joy literally had to, like, repeat it twice to really <laughs> affirm that, holy shit, a rookie was about to win a cup race at Kentucky. Yeah, I like they were hyping up the whole race that literally the only winners at Kentucky's have been mm-hmm. past champions. And then yep. Cole Custer goes, All right, I'm restarting six with two to go. Let me pass three current champions <laughs> in the field and route to a win. And like, yeah, took Martin just, Truex Jr. and Kevin Harvick three wide. Not to mention Blaney was vibing. Yeah, it just, I'm so baffled, but I'm happy for yeah. him. No, I'm really happy for Cole. It was a, it was all the start from the third and fourth row there, which is funny because that's where Jeff Gordon was saying we need to watch that lane because that's where the push is going to be coming from. Little did he know that push didn't have anyone in front of him and was going to make something crazy happen. So shouts out to Cole Custer on his first career win. This is the first legitimate rookie win on an oval. Well, I mean, is, is Pocono an oval since 2006? And, yeah, I <laughs> and I exactly. know the Trevor Bain <laughs> argument in 2011 with Daytona 500. I mean, we do like to throw out that Trevor Bain was technically not a rookie in 2011, but it was his second career start. But either way, however you look at it, this has been a long time coming from a rookie to get their first career cup win in their rookie season. So that's yeah. and without rain being the uh, the reason or fog if you're Chris Buescher. Yeah, like technically the last full time rookie to get a a straight up win, like not rain or anything, mm-hmm. was Montoya back in 2007. Yes. But that was in a road course. He was on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, like he was Damn a it. favorite going in or yeah. one of them just because he was Montoya. Oh. But like, and one this... in Monaco. Yeah, literally. So like, this guy had a good resume already going mm-hmm. in. And Custer, obviously, he's been successful in the truck series and the Xfinity series. But yeah. I don't think there's anyone, even with two to go, that said, yeah, we expect this guy to win. And yeah. for him now to have one. You think about the guys in the field that he's won before now. William Byron. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Bell, Reddick, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Daniel Hemmer. <laughs> uh, yeah. How to get um, it in. It's just um, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 Two-time two stage winner, Ty Dillon. It is true. He does have more stage wins to give him that. Yes. It's just, it's crazy. And it's like... Like we've been saying, like a lot of these first-time winners that we see nowadays are either on weird delays or like a restrictor plate track or fuel mm-hmm. mileage, like Austin Dillon had. And then this was a like a straight-up dub. He it wasn't in dominating fashion or no, anything. No, he only led four laps, and it was his yeah. first laps he had led all season. Yeah, which 
I, that's even more amazing. But I mean, dude, it does. I've heard it said many a times. It doesn't matter when you lead, as long as it's the last lap. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, did Cole Custer do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, shouts out to him and shouts out to Kentucky. Well, it may be one of those races that literally makes you groan for two hundred laps because it's just not good. it's two years in a row now we've had fantastic finishes there. And I will say a good finish doesn't make up for a bad race, but I'll never complain about a good finish. Yeah. I like comparing up here comes a plane again, comparing both races that have had this package here. um, I thought that the last year's race throughout was a lot better, a lot more competitive. And that's just because this package does thrive with cooler temps and whatnot. Um, like this race, the the first two stages were it, it felt like a chore. Mm-hmm. Um, Couldn't even tell you I, who won those first two stages exactly. And I think Almeron yeah, like, did. I like it was uh, those last twenty laps were fun, just yeah. because there was a lot of research, and obviously that's what this package thrives on. I'm like, mm-hmm. if the, if there was somehow a way <laughs> that NASCAR could go, all right, first two hundred twenty laps we're calling low downforce, and then. Final forty laps, they tape something on the spoiler, and we get this high down for us. Mm-hmm. I, like that would be the dream. I think NASCAR needs to invest in the Formula One technology of messing with the spoilers, like with the DRS system. I've already mm-hmm. mentioned this with Indianapolis, but legitimately make the spoilers go up and down as they please. Um, yeah. Like NASCAR mandates hits a button and like under caution, like they just change like the downforce automatically. But of course, that would be a disaster for these teams because i mean you have a setup specific for that low downforce are you then anticipating for long runs or short runs like what the fuck do you do kevin harvick and and ronnie children are probably the only team that'd be prepared for anything like this yeah you like all right we're on it see you guys in uh november yeah and like i know people throughout the race were clamoring for you know like we need the low downforce Mm -hmm. And I mean, Kentucky's never really been a great racetrack, and the repave has really shown that. That's Low the downforce, thing. high downforce. It's it's not really benefited from anything other than restarts. If you look at the Gluck polls from um, since repave, the the 2017 and 2018 races literally had like 20 percent yes, whereas mm-hmm. this one was a bad race for 90 percent of it. It still got 50 percent, mm-hmm. albeit with a good finish and a first time yeah. winner. But I. I mean, it shows in last year's race at like 80%, I want to say. Yeah. So I, I think that shows that this package does work on tracks like this. We we obviously don't want it on every pack yeah. or on every track. We've been vocal about it, but I feel like it does benefit some tracks more than others. I think the Gluck poll needs to be adjusted to four options um, instead of the two. I don't think two options really gives the race a full story. You can have a great race, a good race, mm-hmm. a meh race, and then a no race. And for me, Kentucky was a meh race. Like, yeah, it was I'd say like, so. Yeah, I would put it in that third category because it definitely, like, I I wanted to do other things during the first and second stage, but that that third stage, man, I, I, it definitely woke me back up. It definitely mm-hmm. got me on my toes. So, I mean, either way, though, we definitely, uh, we got a lot of drama out of that race, too. And I think that we could definitely start with, um, once again, um carnation has cursed jimmy johnson i uh, <laughs> i just I, I i told the man before on the podcast he needs to stop doing it i told him on twitter he needs to stop doing it and then he tweets jimmy johnson is going to win this race and a minute later <laughs> guess what happened guess what happened Kevin? he uh he did it to himself he's he spun out the carnation curse is real it is. jimmy johnson is the problem old yeah, man johnson j- old man johnson cleared himself on a restart he had no business clearing himself on 
uh, Brad Keselowski just snuck him in his old reflexes, just couldn't handle it, and uh, spun himself out. Um, you know, yeah, just the he, typical, uh, typical old man Johnson. What old man Johnson do? tweeted out, like, I'm like, Keselowski better watch out next time I'm behind him on a restart. And, like, I, I get the whole, yeah, you, know, you want to stick there. up for yourself, but he he did that to himself. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah this uh... this wasn't like Talladega where he got spun with two to go off of Harvick's bumper mm-hmm. because Harvick had a run there and that was just kind of like a a timing thing. This was mm-hmm. he Kozlowski had his nose and Johnson just kept turning him left. It was kind of like Edwards and um, Logano at Homestead all yes, those years ago. Exactly. It was Ugh. just yeah. Sorry to bring PTSD. that back. PTSD. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, that was um, but yeah, definitely some drama going on there. I mean, but this is the first time that I feel like Johnson and Harvick have have really tangled. I mean, Talladega with two to go. That oh, is that what you meant? Because you said California, Homestead. Oh no, 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 with Harvick and Johnson, you said California Auto. Club. Oh yeah, yeah, Harvick. Okay, yeah, Johnson at Homes or at at Talladega. This yeah, year, that's where he got yeah, yeah. two to go. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, um, I mean, history between those guys. I mean, but. It's not like it, it's it's definitely like the same cookie cutter move that happened at both races. Obviously, different yeah. situations with drafts and runs. But I mean, I'm not putting any of the blame on Keselowski. That's a racing incident where Johnson just cleared himself, and it exactly. still didn't really take Keselowski out of the race. I mean, he got a bad yeah. restart on that last one, um, and Cole Custer, because of that bad restart, was able to get that high high side, the high ground. Yeah. Um, so if you say one thing that I noticed was the so last year's race, the the restart with two to go. Kurt Busch won that race from where Kozlowski was positioned mm-hmm. this time. So it you was... expected that would be the same thing that would happen. I did. So instead of starting fourth, the winner starting fourth, he started sixth on the last race there. So I guess next year, eighth place is going to get it? Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> thinking, too, depending on how the package is next year. we got a, yeah. we got a long way to go and a lot of mile and a half left on the schedule, depending on what they decide to do with the rest of the mm-hmm. season. Um, now, what so are your still... thoughts oh. just overall on the Kentucky being a day race because this was I like it. it was only the second time it's been a day race. Um, 2013 yeah, I, got I rained like out. I, I I mean, it's when tracks have lights. I get why they need mm-hmm. or they want to have night races because it's kind of just yeah. like a lost cause if you don't. But I think if if we have a low downforce package next year mm-hmm. or something lower where it's not you know um, what we've had, I think. Well, going also, to a day race would be good, but if not, I'd say keep it a night race. Obviously, they had to change it up this year because of COVID yeah. and scheduling, but yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I, I enjoyed don't, the day race. If they don't put super glue on the track also, that might benefit a little bit too, but <laughs> I mean, the PJ1 was not doing anyone any favors in the Xfinity race. They were running all the same lane, and obviously with dirty air, I mean, you're just mm-hmm. not going to make anything happen. Thank goodness for the cup race, they put a little bit of a line there yeah. so that like cars like Blaney essentially on that last lap, but they don't put the PJ1 down there. He's got nothing, and he doesn't run in Truex, and we're probably not talking about Cole Custer winning his exactly. first race. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, I mean, the PJ1 on Sunday, um, adding it to the second group, I mean, they might as well just put PJ1 all over the fucking track. They might as well put it on the fucking straightaways at this point. They just love <laughs> it. They think, it. they think it's a band-aid because it worked one time. I don't really think the PJ1 is the end-all cure to bad racing. It's just a band-aid that worked one time, and I think it works on some tracks. And it doesn't work on others. And I don't think this is one that works. I think it might work with New Hampshire. I think it might be one of them it works with. Maybe it is, flat tracks. It is kind of funny, and I didn't realize it until this weekend, that like pretty much every SMI track mm-hmm. has the PJ1 on it. Like, yeah, it's a little ridiculous. It's 
I'm like I'm a fan of it just because I don't at least for me like yeah it's a quote unquote gimmick as people like to say but I mean, it's everything it's something that can improve the racing and it's an even playing field for everyone which I don't have yeah. a problem with I'd rather that like we us be in a situation where they just go out onto a track and people can run everywhere kind of like a like a home setter in Atlanta like multiple exactly, groups whatnot, but you're not but... gonna get that really anymore. Mm-hmm. Like a lot like of these I, tracks aren't degraded, degraded, and it's just a little more difficult with like, especially because like Kentucky has like opposite progressive banking and turn three, and then progressive banking in turn one. Yeah. So they're they're not really sure what they're doing there. I mean, I I get the idea is interesting, but I mean Kentucky and Texas are both this weird style of track now, and both of them. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm still waiting on that stern tweet. <laughs> In hindsight, they should have maybe waited. Like I, I know they had the, they were having issues with weepers at Texas, and that's why they mm-hmm. had to do the repave uh, when yeah, they did yeah. it. But I feel like a sample size of just seeing how Kentucky works. They're like, hey, maybe we don't make both ends of the racetrack different. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, it's an interesting concept. I think yeah. it works with um, Pocono, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's I agree. three. It's six turns. I don't know. Five. I, mean, I think we're all everyone's, you know, more in favor of a track being multi-groove and when it you can only have one groove whether it be on the top or the bottom it just it sucks well here's hoping to the atlanta reconfiguration um (laughs) so i need to look at um, where everyone else finished so i can give my shouts out um i guess i'll shout you out so we we officially have our first dark horse winner and pick cole custer i i was sitting there in shock listening to Mike Joy saying, how the hell did this just happen? And I look at my yep. phone, and Anthony's buzzing me, and I'm like, oh boy, I'm about to get near full. And sure enough, yep. so uh, c- congrats on the 50 points. A, mm-hmm. a new record was yeah, set by... First, the first 50 burger of the podcast. It yeah. feels really good, honestly. Uh, might make myself a cheeseburger tonight, honestly, to celebrate <laughs> if my arteries can handle it. Um, I scored a record tying 72 points this week, so... Um, but Kevin, you had yourself a good week. You didn't really roll over. You scored forty three points respectively, which is a solid, yeah, solid I'd, day. I'll take a good week like that over. Yeah, Eric Almirola finishing in tenth didn't really do either of us the most of favors, but definitely is still once again continuing his hot, hot streak that he's mm-hmm. had in the uh, Cup Series. So, shouts out to our boy Eric Almirola right now. Let me see if I can get this All Star race open. No, 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 I want the Quaker State four hundred. Thank you. Um, but yeah, uh, poor Methy and Alex sitting there looking, looking all weak at 21 and 13 points Oof. scored. And I'm almost uh, 200 points up on Methy. About 100, I'm about 160. So you you reclaimed the lead, 200. right? Yeah, I'm in the lead yeah. by a solid 20. No. Fuck. Hang on. This I think is... it's 22 points. 22 points. Sorry, my brain, my brain malfunctioned for a second. Stay in school, kids. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely a big shouts out there. And um, once we figure out where they're racing at, we will get our Texas picks in. I guess we can do them now and just reverse them if we. Um, yeah. We'll yeah. We'll, it. If it's Bristol, I'm definitely not keeping the same picks. If it's Charlotte, eh, eh, might yeah. keep the same picks. We'll, right. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's probably just going to change the favorite for me as, uh, okay, I'm picking Chase Elliott. Oh, no, I'm picking Kevin Harvick. Like yeah. something like that. Um, Let's see here. So um, let me let me finish out the cup race real quick. So 
Uh huh. Kyle Busch had a, another one of his wonderful up and down races where the car was undrivable, and then he was running in the top five, and then yeah, he was, literally uh, said the broken. car was broken. Car was and then, broken. Yeah. yeah, car hit the wall, <laughs> made it, fixed it. I don't know. Ends up finishing in twenty first. So uh, once again, I'm starting. I, I hate saying this because, like, you know, don't obviously, don't even Kyle say. Bush's I know what champion, you're gonna say. Don't but say. But Cole Custer won a race before our defending champion this season. Should we? Should Kyle Busch hit the panic button? Should we consider that he is still Kyle Busch? Yes. So I'm yes. gonna say no. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, it's been well documented that he's been struggling. I think this mm-hmm. is the longest he's gone into a season without a win. Don't gone quote me on that, win. but it feels like yeah. it. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't feel like looking up that stat. I I could Google it. I mean, um, he's got some some good tracks ahead of him. There's gotta be something coming up. Oh, yeah, Texas. Um, Dover, I feel like he's he's decent at. Mm-hmm. He won there a couple years ago against uh, Chase Elliott. And I'd say he's probably the favorite at the uh, Daytona Roval, or not Roval, road course, if that still happens, just because uh, yeah. he was, I think, the only cup driver to run there no, this he year be in the, the Rolex. Cup dri- well, maybe this year, but definitely other cup drivers. Yeah, no, I mean there. this year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you want to get technical. Yes. So I mean, um, like I mean, he's good at road courses. So we'll we'll see how what happens. Looking winless streak. Um, I want to give a shout out to Matt Bandetto, by the way, for uh, um his first, yeah, uh, or his first his best finish at Kentucky. I think his previous best, uh, Jamie Little said, was thirty second. So definitely going from th- like that to third place. Good yeah. on to Benedetto. Um, you know, definitely another uh, solid performance from a guy that's sitting very pretty in the playoff picture right now. And speaking of the playoff picture, I mean, now this shakes up a little bit uh, more of what's going on because now Austin Dillon is pushed out and Jimmy Johnson sits on the bubble now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I do it's not a little be... more testy for the drivers that don't have a win now. Yeah, right now, just looking, like, I think points-wise, Almirola is pretty safe. He's... 90 points up on Jimmy. Um, Kurt Busch is pretty close to, but once you start getting to like Kyle Busch and Matt DeBeno territory, all it takes is one bad race and a good race by Johnson Byron. Mm-hmm. And then like a new, a new winner. I mean, we still got Daytona ahead of us as the uh, regular season finale as of now. And a road course where anything can happen. Let's see Michael McDowell squeaks in a win somehow. So you never know. Yeah, we'll definitely, um, of McDowell pulls out a win that's going to literally blow up the entire point oh, settings. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, nothing's out of the equation with whatever they're trying to do. I mean, I heard rumors that there could potentially, if Texas did get canceled, that a ro- the Roval could be yeah. in play this weekend. And I mean, dude, if the Roval shows up out of nowhere, awesome. like the fucking Undertaker <laughs> music comes on with Adam Stern coming on television to tell us I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to still find Bush's longest winless streak and looks like 19 races so he's he's getting okay. there i think, I think it's there. like yeah he's getting there i don't think that's correct though i gotta i gotta figure it out um all right so let's uh let's move yeah besides that here. we had some other series at kentucky we had actually had all the the big nascar sanction series being um a double header expanding races again this Xfinity, weekend a trucks and an arca and we had some, we oh, had yeah. some cool cool history going on so austin Cindric completely dominated both kentucky mm-hmm. races i think which, that's the first time that's happened back to back since uh our boy richard petty i was gonna i was just about to say that first time since 1971 where a Good driver Lord. has won um back-to-back days that's fantastic in the same series Cindric. yeah and then going on to the truck race i'm pretty sure that was the shortest ever 
NASCAR top three series race in terms of mileage because it was yeah it was only a, a seventy one laps. Yeah, it was only scheduled to be like 150 laps, and then stage two just ended, and the rain came, and Sheldon Creed got his first win in a race with only 49 green flag laps. Yeah, technically so, speaking, I mean, that wasn't even like the first time. That was, might have been the first time a race ended before it even got to halfway, because it yeah. was only, yeah, so that is the shortest ever I'm pretty sure, NASCAR yeah. race, technically speaking, on percentage-wise, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, good for Sheldon Creed, though, getting his first win. Obviously, didn't want to... Kurt Busch himself out there and uh, pit, and then the rain comes. So obviously his career doing the lightning dance and getting uh getting the storms in quickly. So good on Sheldon Creed, officially mm-hmm. a Truck Series winner. And once again, um, the trucks at Kentucky provides a first time winner because if I recall correctly, Tyler Ankrum won that race you're, on a uh, fuel strategy. You're correct. I remember. Yeah. So I, I was I was busy. Whatever. I think that's going to change the playoffs last year. And then I like check my phone. I'm like. Tyler Ankrum just won? What? Yeah, I know. That was crazy. So good on yeah. Sheldon Creed. I don't think really anything else came out of that race that I can think of off the top of my head. I watched most of it, but I wasn't really paying too much attention until the end. A lot of backmarkers wrecked. That's all I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember seeing a little bit of that. But um, let's, uh, let's, let's back up a little bit further back to the Xfinity race. So we actually got a full-fledged fight Hell on yeah. uh, Friday night. So that was, uh, that was interesting. I think that it was uh, definitely going to happen considering Thursday night – there had been like three rivalries going on. You had Chastain oh, yeah. and I've, gosh, I'm trying to think who Chastain pissed off. Cause I know definitely Justin Haley pissed off Brandon Brown and Justin Haley is becoming the biggest dickhead in Xfinity series. <laughs> uh, he's really giving Noah Graxon a run for his crown right now. I feel like everyone's just kind of pissed off right now at each other in the Xfinity oh, yeah. series. Except for they, Chase they, Briscoe. Yeah, and Chase like, Briscoe and maybe Cindric. Was, I was going to yeah. say Cindric is also pretty happy right now because now he can, he can say I've won it an oval not yeah. once but twice. But twice. I mean, yeah. it's just a lot of it's it's a almost a perfect that they, storm. They can't really like fight each other either. And this one, yeah. like I mean, Gregson, you know, definitely, definitely, him and Burton were not pleased with each other. And uh, for certain, Gregson just threw it into turn three and said, "Harrison, I hope you uh, don't mind being my brake pedal." So yeah, it, uh, it's a perfect storm of aggression because it's a lot of hungry young guys who's trying mm-hmm. to make a name for themselves, and especially with this schedule like they they at kentucky they still have or not kentucky in the extended series they still have two races to make up somewhere i don't know how yeah. their playoff schedule is going to look same with truck trucks has four races to make up so They'll i don't know fig- how that's trucks happen. will figure it out I'm, yeah. I'm, i bet trucks will just do two races triple header at texas <laughs> stop not like i don't that. know not like that kevin <laughs> yeah it's um, just there's a lot that is to be determined and i feel like they just want to yeah. make the most of it right now especially mm-hmm. now with Sports are other sports are about to come back. We got MLB and NBA returning soon. So yeah, now's a better time than ever to say, "Hey, here's me." Us. Yeah, and it's it's fun to watch because these guys just mm-hmm. beat shit out of each other every week. Yeah, I mean, dude, we saw a lot of action on Thursday night. We also saw Colby Howard and um, who was it? Uh, Anthony Alfredo getting into it. Um, with uh, we need to figure out how to teach Alex to uh, help um Colby Howard do other things with his hands because i don't know what that gesture was it looked like come over for dinner i'll smack you across the face yeah i was making spaghetti like i don't know what the fuck that was i love the passion <laughs> no definitely the passion was there that was that was hilarious but i mean i still don't know I, that was baffling that was not really uh that was not really anything that made sense i don't know if the man's watching too much sopranos or too little of it but he didn't <laughs> know what to do with his hands there um yeah definitely though a lot of drama going on Cindric ends up being the victor out of all of it i think Thursday's night race definitely was a lot more. 
getting a little antsy, and his Cindric was definitely getting antsy, um, but pulled it off on the restarts there. And um, we had a Daniel Hemrick spotting for about five seconds on Friday. He almost had the lead and then um, threw it out of turn two a little too hard. And uh, yeah. once again, Hemricked himself and almost Hemricked the field. So, yeah, tough. But I mean, he's he's in that situation we talked about before. You got to go for it because yeah, no, the, he's the yeah, especially really him, he, he keeps wrecking the car. He's he's got to try and get in the top uh, top uh, twelve there. So that's a little frustrating. Yeah. I'll tell you what, someone who's really been frustrating me a lot lately has been our boy Brandon Jones. He hasn't finished a race since winning at Pocono. I know it's. Not all due to him, but like, oh, God, yeah, it's, it's never, it, it almost is rarely his fault. He got loose and spun out at, um, at Pocono just because of whatever was going on in the first turn. Mm-hmm. Um, Indy, I think he blew up, um, the something with the fuel. I don't know. It was a malfunction on the car, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, the car caught on fire. So, yeah, so that, that usually doesn't <laughs> help the car go fast. Um, yeah. on Thursday, he got into an incident early in the race, uh, with, I believe it was Jeb Burton. Yeah, literally like last one. First, yeah. So, yeah. again, not great. Um, and then Friday looked like he was doing well and then just lost it. Just arrow yeah. loose. Just uh, I, I blame Netcode, honestly, for that I one. I do blame, yeah. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, Brian Jones, um, not a couple 30 pl- 30-something place finishes are not going to do you well in the points if you were not already locked in. So, thank God exactly. for Phoenix. But definitely, you know, he needs to get that momentum back up. And there's a couple other drivers, I feel like, like Allgaier especially, that needs um, that needs to get, like, a bounce back. Because Allgaier does not have a win. Obviously, he's going to lock himself in on points no matter mm-hmm. what he does. I mean, there's just no way I can see a guy like Brandon Brown or, um, you know, I guess Myatt Snyder, Anthony Alfredo, like, just completely passing him on merit alone with points. It's going to have to come from, like, random wins like a Jeremy Clements or a Ryan Sieg or even like a freaking I'm trying to just come up with names off the top of my head or a JDM car. I mean, Vargas could get play yeah. eligible. Um, <laughs> I mean, we still got road America exactly. coming up. And speaking of road America transition master here, myself, we had yeah. two IndyCar races there this weekend, which yeah. were both pretty good races, I'd say. And especially the Sunday race. I mean, what a finish we had between two first time winners or first, Time potential winners. Sorry to my mm-hmm. boy Pat Award, but uh, shout out to Felix Rosenquist for finally checking that box. Yeah, no, that um, race on Sunday definitely after, especially after the F one race, was uh, a treat. It felt like um, definitely the Saturday race was just Scott Dixon just being the goat. Yeah, um, you know <laughs> that was just pure uh pure performance racing there and obviously pit stops had a lot to do with a lot of cars stalling on pit road i don't know what was going on definitely going uphill excuse me it's not helping <laughs> them it felt like um but on sunday i mean the rosenquist versus pato award battle was absolutely one for the ages i mean rosenquist had to be what eight seconds away from the lead with uh 12 to go yeah i mean it he was, was making it was up almost a second a lap Watching that ticker was awesome because it was like, mm-hmm. all right, close and close. And it was like, okay, at this rate, he'll get him with two yeah, to go. No. And this rate, he'll not get him. And it was going to be close. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with two oh. to go, sure enough. Obviously, fresher tires helped Rosenquist massively. But really, what was the key there was um, the daily versus award battle going on. Yeah. I don't really, NBC was trying to make more out of it than it was. I don't think that um, Connor Daly was doing anything malicious there. He was just running his race. Obviously, you saw Dalton, uh, no, not Dalton Sergeant. Um, shit, I can't think. Is it Kellett? Yes. He's the rookie. Yeah, he got out of the way, but he was a really slow car. Like, Daly was legitimately, like, you know, I have He was faster. Speed, yeah, he had fresh tires, tires and there to go. And, you know, he's not a rookie. 
So I mean, for, obviously, you think you're about Haley. You're yeah. I don't think it was malicious though. No, like he's got to go. Like let's say he passes the leader, and then a caution comes out, and instead of being yeah. a minute a behind lot. the leader, he's right behind him because of caution and let's say a bunch of cars wreck on the restart then he's top 10 right finish so yeah he can get yeah. top 10 that's points he needs that yeah, exactly yeah, so i don't i don't blame him um you know definitely unfortunate that uh that pato lost it but i mean i don't think that's going to be the only opportunity that um you know he's going to have at winning a race that was pure talent at how many laps he led there and how he was wheeling the car because that car was absolutely dog shit at the end and he still managed not to wreck felix which shouts out to him for pretty much mostly clean racing there at the end fantastic finish and i mean congratulations to felix on his first career win uh, one thing i will say i did not realize that he was 28 years old i thought he was younger than that yeah a lot of the indycar guys they don't have their rookie season unless they come up through indy lights and yeah all unless that. they're like all rescue mid-20s or, or yeah colton herda we just got spoiled with that kind of talent yeah like, is, um, is Marcus Erickson a rookie this year? Or was he no, last, no, last year. year he was. Last but this year, is okay. his first season with uh, Ganassi. But That's I mean, correct. Uh, he's just kind of. I feel like he's getting better, but obviously, when you have guys like Rosenquist and Dixon, you're not gonna and, and you're like Marcus Erickson, you're not gonna really look like a, a speed demon out there. Yeah, but, I mean, um, he's he's still a new driver in yeah. that series, and it takes there's a learning curve for sure. And obviously, he's a hell of a talent, being someone who got to F1 and was decent in it so he'll, he'll yeah. get his soon i'm sure yeah i mean i just want to give a quick shout out to alexander rossi also first podium of the season after having a terrible start i don't think rossi's competing for the championship this year at all but definitely needs something to at least finish top top seven i think is probably yeah. his goal right now you, you say know, first hey, podium i say first top like 15 first finish top, for him yeah it's been a miserable season for alexander mm-hmm. rossi so good for him finally performing i i don't is i guess napa unsigned with him this season no, I think he's still with Napa. He's just been running other uh, paint schemes. I don't think. Yeah, I hope the, to see the... Napa back because yeah. I do love that Napa card. I'm sure iconic. for the Indy 500, it'll be Napa. Yeah, and I'm sure for the Indy 500, we're gonna all be calling for Rossi to get his second uh, 500. But oh, I yeah. mean, you know, it's it's him and Scott Dixon that are the masters, and uh, definitely want to. You know, we were very close to another Scott Dixon or a Scott Dixon four in a row start the season. So. Yes, we uh, were. It's it's going to be interesting to see if now that he it's his championship to lose what's going to happen because I know in IndyCar nothing is ever secure. You get two last place finishes in a row like Juan Pablo Montoya in like 2015 I think or 2016. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're done. You're yeah. done. And I was coming up this weekend, and that's where Montoya lost his championship. So in my opinion, this is going to be a big weekend for IndyCar, especially considering this is going to be I think a better race than Texas. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they do pretty good on the short ovals, and mm-hmm. with it being a doubleheader, too, yeah, you, you're it's right. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, definitely one person I'm going to be on keeping an eye out for is our uh, our favorite driver in the entire world, Santino Ferrucci. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he, definitely was, he definitely was making some moves on, on the race on, what was it, Saturday? He looked kind of impressive, making he some did, interesting yeah. – you know, hey, you can hate him if you want. I'm not a big fan, but the way he races, man, that is uh, entertaining, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, um, so is it, is it time for our official it's return time for our, our F1 minute, our F1 minute? So <laughs> I'm not going to do the, the graphic there for it. For um, those who, uh, missed the F1 race, Lando you Norris, missed a, you missed a good one. Oh my God. Lando Norris, last lap Lando, the new nickname. What a freaking drive. Once again, not oh the podium God. that McLaren achieved, uh, last week, but still an amazing P5. Seventh and to fifth. Yeah, now two, sitting 
two amazing passes on one lap too. Mm-hmm. Now sitting third in the uh, overall championship, only I love it. two Mercedes I drivers, which it. is, I mean, right now McLaren's second in the constructors' championship, yeah. and if Red Bull has their reliability issues, who who knows? McLaren P two overall, that would be a hell of a story because I got like yeah. they're faster than Ferrari too. Yeah, no, they definitely are, and it doesn't help that Ferrari is uh, that once again targeting each other. But hey, Kevin, guess what? What? Spinella. Spinella. Yes. Spinella. That was, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't get it out of my head. Leclerc just sending into turn one on or turn three on lap one, just taking out Vettel's rear wing. When was the last time we even saw a rear wing get taken out like that? I don't know. It's it's it's, been it's... ages. It's crazy to see the contrast between the two organizational structures of Ferrari and McLaren because McLaren literally looks like such a happy family. Like mm-hmm. he, like they sacrificed signs for Norris at one point and to get the fastest lap, and then the team immediately apologized to signs and signs was like, "Hey guys, no worries. Like we're we're a team effort here." And then Ferrari, yeah. they're beating the shit out of each other every race. It seems like and. Yeah, lap Poor one Science is going to be going to a wonderful community when he gets over I, there. I, I legit feel bad for Science, and yeah, especially uh, considering how good McLaren's been getting. It's almost feeling like a raw deal now. And they're getting the Mercedes engine next year too. Oh, poor Signs! I yeah. hope he takes advantage of what McLaren's doing this year because you so know Dan, any Daniel Ricardo's Daniel Ricardo's got to be the happiest person now because he's leaving Renault, which has yet to have a uh, both a race with both cars finishing due to reliability issues, and now he gets yeah, to go well, to. McLaren, which is a team on the uprise, so mm-hmm. I mean, I'm never gonna say it's a bad thing to go to Ferrari because they no, it's still Ferrari. They, their upside is really good, especially at tracks like Monza, where they once fans are back next year, like I'm sure, um, signs will be almost having tears of joy seeing the whole Tafosi cheering them on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for uh, for now, it's kind of like uh, you you got to know who's regretting that decision. <laughs> you ever seen the movie Rush? I have, yes. <laughs> yeah, no. All I can think about is uh, the Nicky Lauda just being like, "It's it's a it's shit a box. box." Yeah, <laughs> you can't say that. It's a Ferrari. It's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's true this year. I mean, it's they not are... really. It's 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 not looking good for Ferrari right now. I'm but, curious uh... to see how Hungary because the Ferraris they're definitely struggling on the straights, and Austria is a straight heavy track, whereas Hungary is more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be more downforce dependent. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. So we'll see how they uh, they fare there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other other notables from the F1 race this weekend. We had a pretty good battle for second place there at the end between Botas Verstappen and, and Botas. Botas. Yeah. I th- I thought Botas had him clear, and then Verstappen came. He he did the Albon route and uh, actually made it work around yeah. four, and then Botas did get him the next lap but yeah still mm-hmm. a good fight from him yeah a good little two-lap battle there at the mm-hmm. end but definitely there was no way that Verstappen was going to hold on he was just complaining about the car since lap 10 yeah so definitely I mean, uh definitely Botas was going to get that second place uh just whether or not he wrecked Verstappen doing it was going to be the question mm-hmm. both Red Bulls so, finish both Haas cars finish yes one <laughs> person who almost did not finish was uh Sergio Perez and I feel terrible for him first yeah. of all set the fastest lap twice which in the uh, racing point, that's awesome. Yeah. So good on him. And then unfortunately got some uh, rear wing damage. Um, I believe that was battling with Albon. Yeah, for fourth place. Yeah. I mean, he, he was looking faster than Albon there. And then yeah, oh, yeah, definitely screwed him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, tough. to hang on for a P6. I think he's fourth or sixth or something in the yeah. Constructor Championship. So he's doing good. 
I hope and, that doesn't um, affect his confidence because definitely it was like that was a confidence building race that he was having there. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, so if if he's he looked like the fourth fastest car, like I'd yeah. say he was ahead of Albon. So all it takes mm-hmm. is one um, mechanical failure by either of the Mercedes yeah. or Verstappen, and he's in that podium place for one hundred percent. Well, yeah. we'll have to see on that because uh, Renault has decided to um, basically tattletale on Racing Point and go, went to the F- FIA about yeah. illegal... Um, I don't even know what's illegal about the car other than it's a t- literal replica of the 2019 Mercedes. I guess that's illegal. Um, it's, I'm, so I'm it's, a little it's not illegal to use it. as inspiration, but they're saying that they literally it's carbon legit, copied yeah. the... Uh, I think the brakes was the issue in question, so we'll see how the FIA rules on that. I, yeah. I feel like that would have been caught beforehand, and I don't think how I don't mm-hmm. see how this protest is well, going to work. We'll but see because literally Renault had um, the issue last year with Ferrari's brakes, and that got taken away by the FIA. And you saw mm-hmm. what happened after that; they they couldn't fucking run with anyone. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, that would suck for um, Racing Point, but I, I I definitely just F1 the sport of tattling, you know, tattletaling. You know, just yeah. it, it constantly happens. Ferrari with uh, McLaren throughout the two thousands was always happening. Yep. Uh, you know, Ferrari ain't winning. They're 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 bitching. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's finish out the weekend real quick. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Ty Gibbs on a fantastic win at yeah. Kentucky. Um, just an absolute big boy move. Getting, I believe it was Holmes out of the way with a handful of laps to go. Getting under him in turn one and two, and just making the move stick. Um, that's some serious veteran maneuvering there, and I'm hoping that Gibbs is going to get an opportunity. Uh, next year in one of the uh, uh, three major series, because I guess it really doesn't matter between Xfinity and Truck. They can just move you wherever the fuck they please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he uh, obviously we know Ty Gibbs is going to be a force to reckon with for a long time, considering yeah. that last name. So, mm-hmm. and he's, he'll, yeah, he'll, he's... Get, he'll get grandpa's seat, but I think he's a little more talented than the Dylan boys. No yeah, offense. he's. I mean, I feel like every time I look up, I see Ty Gibbs wins Arca race. So, yeah, and, and it's not a... like he's running in the front all day he had to overcome adversity twice in that race my i so i had the end of that race on at home and my dad's yeah. like is that kid 12 <laughs> he looks like it <laughs> he does and... he's 17 years old i mean what a weekend for young drivers I mean, cole custer people forget he's 22 still who is cole custer custer yeah yeah custer's young as hell mm-hmm. Dude, that's it's crazy man I, I'm, I'm loving what i'm seeing yeah so Sam Mayer, shall too, we, another talented kid. Sorry. Shall we move into our Texas picks? Or should we? Sure. How about, I mean, we do have a race tomorrow night that we haven't even mentioned. Yeah, let's, uh, so let's far. talk yeah, let's about do the All-Star that. race. I'll try <laughs> and get this episode out before the race happens. So if you have already seen the All-Star race, I hope that it was wonderful. I hope you guys had a great time watching that. <laughs> um, it's Bristol, so I can imagine it's going to be fun. If it was terrible, laugh at me right now. This is your opportunity to laugh at the host. So yes. everyone get your laughs in. Ha, 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 ha. He's a fucking idiot. He thought Bristol was going to be a good race. The numbers are the reason this sucked. All right. Anyways, so um, let's talk real quick about the numbers because I, I, I was a proponent that they weren't going to be that bad, and they're pretty fucking bad. Yeah, I, I almost want to say the teams are putting the schemes out the way they are just so they don't run it in the yeah, future. Like The fat numbers on the tires are probably There's a, and no there's a couple of decent ones but i i get to see a scheme where i'm like damn this looks so much better than the original like yeah, i think i kansas think looks pretty good but i like, like uh eric jones's yeah it's all right but 
I just it's I don't great. know. It's it's not the way to go. And no. I feel like there's been enough. Um, like I really hope they put a poll out there on the fan council. That isn't a completely biased questions. Like they, you know, it's like gonna some be. of the. I know. It's like, yeah, would you rather one running this? I, I saw someone tweeted out. It was like, would you rather have side numbers with amazing racing, or would you rather have normal numbers but your wife cheats on you and the winner wins by eight laps? <laughs> Ooh, God, that's a tough yeah. one there. Yeah. So hopefully, um, we this is a one-off thing. I'm I'm down for trying it, especially in the All-Star race. But I think everyone, at least the general consensus, is okay. Let's yeah. let's not make this a permanent thing. There's a lot of things going on in this All-Star race. So first of all, <laughs> over the weekend we got the um, underglow. That's yes. been official. So that'll be fun I'm, to watch. NASCAR boomers shit their pants when they saw that, and people with poop in their pants already continued pooping their pants when they saw that they were just like oh no so yeah um i love like i think it's great i've i've been like i i'd honestly be down if they did this at other night races i know it's it's supposed to be a one-off thing just because it's the all-star race but underclow is such a cool thing and as long as it it won't change any of the racing at all like at the bristol night race every year they had underglow you know how cool that would be oh my god be awesome yeah be legendary yeah and like it's nothing i don't understand how you could be outraged about that it looks cool hey you got poop in your pants yeah yeah i guess so yeah um i mean dude imagine jeff gordon in his final bristol night race in the rainbow colored car with rainbow underglow are you kidding me yeah that would be insane yeah like dale jr in his final bristol night race with some sick red and white underglow some blue and white underglow i don't know he's Mm -hmm. running for that but i mean dude this would be a great opportunity to make this happen at more races. Now, obviously, we, uh, we haven't seen it yet. We're talking about future. I mean, this could have been a disaster. There could have been a fire. Who knows what happens? But I yeah. think, I think, I think this is a great idea. And it's especially going to be a good test because not every single car is going to have it. So, true. I mean, Cole Custer legitimately won the race, and his team was like, underglow time. Yep. Well, <laughs> beer time. Beer time. Underglow time. Yeah, I, I think Kligerman tweeted it out. Um after the news broke and the i like the what you can do with this underglow like let's say i I, i'm i've been down for the bristol night race to just be turned into a giant edm festival for years like i think yes they should have it'd be cool if they had like the leader um like a light system synced around the entire track kind of like they do at uh like i don't know something make it look like a rocket league stadium like lights everywhere and I think if you give the leader like a special underglow, like a mm-hmm. give him like a nice white underglow, just signify he's the leader or something. Um, that'd be a cool aspect. Or like if a car spins, make his go yellow just to show that okay, this is who the yellow's for. Stuff like that. <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff they can do. Yeah, um, no, I'm I mean I know it. IndyCar does it with the um, lights on the cars in the past. Mm-hmm. with um like their position like when it's a yellow stuff like that that's definitely yeah. a great idea i know that um someone on twitter was clamoring that for years i think it was daylon bar had been talking about doing that and i totally agree i think definitely like why continue tradition when technology has more than caught up to you yeah so i'm excited for that we also got the choose cone making its yes. debut in the cup series so that's going to be very interesting bristol definitely is a track that is very much affected by the lane that you end up choosing, and this mm-hmm. is going to be something very interesting because we will see cars that are running 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, making some very ballsy decisions late race to try and get that track position. 
And especially if a car has not been running good all night, you might get some uh, incidences coming out of turn two. So that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, this could be the Ryan, uh, Ryan Blaney redemption show, I feel like, <laughs> tomorrow. I think I, he might be my pick. I fully this. expect if there's a restart with two to go, that it's just going to go straight kamikaze mode. Like mm-hmm. the the guy in the the inside is just going to send it there in turn one, put the guy in, in the wall, and this pandemonium's going to break out. Kevin, I have an idea. What's up? So since this is an exhibition race mm-hmm. and it's winner take all, mm-hmm. I think for picks, it should be winner take all. You pick okay. the winner right. This is bonus point time. Now, we, are we only getting one pick? I think we should get two picks. I think we get a favorite, and we get our Sleeper Dark Horse com- combination. And the Sleeper Dark Horse pick is your riskier pick that gets you more points. I'd be down. I think I'm down for that, too. I can text Alex and Methy and ask them what they think and uh, get their picks for it, and we'll have that up on the Twitter, hopefully. Yes, yeah, I'm, um, I'm so down. So what are we thinking? I think the winner gets 25 extra bonus points. Dark Horse gets 50? Uh, I'd say do like 20, 40. And 20, 40. That's exactly 20, what 40. I was thinking. Okay, yeah. 20, 40. But here's the thing. If they don't win, no points. No, no points, points won, no points lost. Correct. So, okay. I yeah. think that's fair. And Dark Horse Sleeper can be anyone, even someone in the open. Yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. like if you... If you Mm. I feel like mm. if your driver, because let's let's be real, we all know Bubba's going to make the. He's going to make it one he's, way. Or another, he's yeah. winning the fan vote unless he wrecks out or wins a stage. Which I'm pretty sure he's probably going to win a stage before any of that happens. He, I mean, he, last I mean, he, he did, did it last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, this could be big for Willie Willie B. You know, he's good at exhibition races. We found that out at Daytona. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, McDowell's on the pole. Maybe he can mix. Yeah, up. dude, this could be interesting. So mm. I think for our picks we should definitely make something work there so uh since i scored 72 points last week i'd like to go first on this and it's all you okay so let me just write down all-star i got a plane flying over again so give me a second (laughs) sleeper dark horse okay so my favorite to win this i've already said it i think this is the ryan blaney redemption show he's your favorite he's my favorite okay I mean, dude, I mean, if you want to take him to get those extra points, go for it. But I'm going to play it safe. I mean, I don't okay. know why, I'm play- why am I playing it safe, actually? I was going to say. I think it actually should be swapped. I think that the point should go 40-20 then. Nah, 20-40. Or favorite, you shouldn't get as much. Whatever. Yeah, but then if it's a dark horse, you actually have to pick a legitimate dark horse. You can't pick fucking Keselowski as your, fav- as your dark no, horse. No, I, I, I agree. Okay. So give me your favorite then. So my favorite is going to be Joey Logano. I, I know it'll piss everyone ah. off, and I think that's why I'm going for it. That would definitely be the, uh, the kick in the ass that NASCAR <laughs> would, would obviously get uh, yes. for the All-Star race if everything <laughs> goes right, and then Logano punts Chase Elliott out of the way. Yep. Um, okay, so give me a dark horse favorite sleeper. So my- yes. I'm, I'll go after you. <laughs> Mine is going to be Kurt Busch. I think... Ganassi coined the uh, the original underglow, and Kurt Busch is good at Bristol, so I think that'll give him some extra horsepower. Sure, <laughs> sure. I, I mean, he's he's good at Bristol, and I think being his last uh, one of his last years, might as well send it. Nothing to lose. He has the respect of the garage. He's not going to lose anything by kamikazing someone mm-hmm. on the last lap. So go, go, Kurt Busch. All right, I'm going to go ahead and 
I'm not. He is. I'm pretty sure this guy's locked in just because he's won the All Star race before. But this is like two decades ago. I'm gonna go ahead and give Matt Kenseth the nod here. Kenseth is not. Um, he didn't really have a great race his first time around, but Kenseth is a little bit more familiar now with this car. And I think that uh, you know, if you give Kenseth a second chance at a track, he's already learned. He's a robot. He's got it. So if Matt Kenseth, I'm pretty sure he's locked in because he's won this event twice. So you're, so you're saying that the McDonald's scheme is going to win? I think this is, if there was ever a time wow. that a McDonald's scheme was going to win, it's going to be the wackiest race of all time. And this is wow. right up there with wacky races. So You're right. Kenseth is indeed in the, uh, the yeah. All-Star race. It was between him or Justin Haley, and I wanted to actually give a real pick here. Justin Haley is starting fourth in the All-Star race. Yeah, I don't think he ain't finishing. <laughs> he ain't finishing top five, but then again, no, he's I'll, eat, I'll eat my words if that happens. Um, I mean, I think that is a car prepped by Ganassi, so that might... Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to outduel all the other people, but who knows? Chaos right. might ensue. So a lot of fans going to the race also. I know that our uh, close personal friend Noah Sweet is going to be there. A couple other... Oh, uh, sweet. NASCAR... Per- yeah, he's driving right now. Um, a couple other NASCAR personalities are going to be out there. Um, guys, I know that a lot of you are really smart, but please, 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 please wear your mask in the yeah. stands. I'm getting sick of seeing fans in stands not wearing their masks when they're near people. Shouts out everyone at uh, Freaking Road America (laughs) this past weekend. Uh, You know, in Ohio, or uh, sorry, Wisconsin. I got every state but the correct one there. Um, You know, please, for the love of God, people going to Bristol and listening to the podcast, wear your mask. Yeah, it's just better um, to be safe than sorry. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it sure it's a mild. Get the fishing ones. The fishing ones are so easy to breathe yeah. out of, and just sit away from people. Like I get if you <laughs> want to sit with your friends, but just please. I mean, if the, the camera f- like goes on you, everyone's gonna see your stupid face without a mask on. Everyone's gonna shame you on Twitter. Do you exactly. want that? No. Do you really want to be shamed on Twitter? I, I no think one does. in their seats they're allowed to not have the mask on. But yeah, when when you're walking through the concourses, you're using the bathroom, getting something to eat. Wear yeah. wear your damn mask. And I know a lot of people are like, like you know, if you're feeling any symptoms at all, please, like you know, I understand this might feel like a once in a lifetime event. It's not worth getting other people sick. So just Correct. please respect other fans. Yeah. I mean, and you know, God forbid someone gets sick who's your favorite driver, you're gonna feel really fucking stupid when right. they miss the playoffs by. Two points, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. Um, so, anyways, um, so now, since we still haven't gotten the tweet from Stern, I guess we can almost say say it's safe that uh, Texas is going to happen. This yeah, weekend. I'd say it's a go at this point. All right. So, um, God, I really so uh, Kevin. I guess my first question is uh, PJ one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I guess they'll be running one lane. It's not going to be the one that you want. So that's going to be fun. Um. <laughs> All right, I don't really have anything else to say. It's Texas. I haven't seen a good race there since the repave. Indy, Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup, it just hasn't felt great. I think Cole Custer winning in 2018 might have been the most exciting Texas race I've seen since the repave. Yeah, that was the last one. Pass over uh, Reddick, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That was pretty good, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I like Texas personally just because I've been there. I was there for the first race after the repave, and I thought it was pretty good, albeit that was with the low downforce. You went to the... Yeah, it was fun time. I like Texas. I mean, I've I've met Gossage. I know a lot of people don't prefer him over some others, but he's he was super nice to me, and I I love his passion. Well, I'm glad that he was nice to you, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll go with our Texas picks now. So let me just write it down properly. We got our dark horse sleeper and favorite. So once again, I will go first again, and 
Um, I guess since Cole Custer is now a playoff eligible driver, he's no longer dark horse eligible. I think that's fair. I 100% agree. Yeah, so I'm going to have to really open my uh, my horizons now, broaden my horizons, and think it's Michael McDowell. I'm taking McDowell. <laughs> he's been running good. Yeah. 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 Give me two dark horse wins in a row and really shake right. the playoffs up, baby. I, my dark horse. Is Austin Dillon a dark horse? He's literally 17th in points. Okay, Austin Dillon. But I mean, is he ever going to win a race, though? I, I feel like he is like a dark, a sleeper that's a dark horse. Hey, I could give you the benefit of the doubt there. I mean, he's a he's actually higher points than Tyler Reddick right now. <sighs> Doesn't help that Reddick crash. No, I, I feel like Austin Dillon, we can consider him a dark horse. He hasn't been challenging for yeah, wins. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember the last time I thought, wow, Austin Dillon has a chance to win this race since right. the 500. Yeah. All right. Austin Dillon. I guess the Daytona race last year. Um, okay. And we'll get the picks from the other two boys. Um, oh, real quick. Um, shouts out, Alex. Happy birthday yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, man. I hope you had a good one. Um, yeah. All right. I, I forgot to do that <laughs> earlier in the podcast. Oops. Um, Okay, so our sleepers. Um, man, I don't want to. I don't want to do this again. But I, 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 until he shows me otherwise, why would I stop picking Eric Almirola? You're not wrong. It's like I definitely thought about De Benedetto, but I, I mean, I don't feel like De Benedetto is going to do another top five. Like, no. will he? Eh, I mean, yeah. he's he's two top fives already at these cookie cutter tracks, so you never know. Yeah, who would have been a good dark horse pick though, since he finally got his first top fifteen run, I think, in forever was Joey Logano. Yes, yeah, he's 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 really approaching. It's been a struggle. Fucking yeah. sleeper. He's pure sleeper strategy right now. He ain't doing shit. All right, Kevin? my sleeper is going to be none other than white flag leader at Kentucky himself, Ryan Blaney. All right. There's, I don't think there's a drainage pipe at um on the racing surface at no, Texas, it's just so that'll the, give him a big it's advantage. Just the turf, if they have a turf yeah. there. <laughs> so hopefully he doesn't run into that either. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't rain. <laughs> Dude. So did you know actually before we get to our favorites that there's actually like tunnels and escalators underneath all that too. That makes it even really? bumpier. Yeah. Like um one of the guys who's a photographer at these tracks, uh like responded to me on twitter and i was just like yeah no there's also like escalators and that's pretty cool it's all the new drainage that they did i'm like dude that's fucking crazy like, yeah it's like yeah it's like some westworld shit on the <laughs> track so um yeah that also adds to don't go down there but um okay let's get our favorites so my favorite to win i think i i keep picking kevin harvick so i want to shy away from that it's it's too easy of a pick for me so I'm going to go with the guy that won the most recent looking mile and a half like this, and I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I know he hasn't really run well lately, and it's been a combination of bad pit strategy and just poor track position late in the race, but I think if there is a track that Chase could turn around on, I think Texas would be huge. Um, so I think Chase Good Elliott's pick. going to get the dub. Yeah. I am going to go with someone who's actually never won at Texas before. Interesting. Martin Truex Jr. No, he's won there. Come I on. I swear to you. Truex definitely won there in like 2018. Nope. In the Cup Series, he, he has never won. He got Kevin Harvick late in the he race. He has never won at, um, at Texas in the Cup Series. And I think he was running super good at Kentucky, probably the fastest car. So I expect him uh-huh. to carry that momentum. Yeah. Oh, now you're starting to believe in Truex. I think it's the first time you picked him all season. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well. 
Well, yeah, Truex is, is due for his second win at this point. I can't believe that we're saying that, but yeah, right. Truex, Truex and, and Kyle Busch kind of shocking that uh, that they're that combined. They have the same amount of wins as the legend Cole Custer. So <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely a lot to look at. I'm going to text Alex and make sure he doesn't pick Ryan Priest this week. And I'm going to say, all right, give me your dark horse. You can't pick Ryan Priest. He's sick. <laughs> he has coronavirus. He's going to be like Ryan Priest's replacement. <laughs> All right, shall we round out the field? Yes, so first of all, um, I got some, uh, some cancellations. Oh, boy. I got some Get cancellations. Get the list out, everyone. So uh, the list is being added to. So if you guys did not see on Twitter, um, late Friday night, I believe it was Friday night, uh, there was an incident on a short track. And um, apparently, I'm trying to get the full name here. Okay, so apparently we had... Two drivers. I cannot get the first guy's name because I'm just too lazy to look. His name was Tyler, okay. I believe. Um, we had him and Doug Barnes Jr. wrecking into each other, um, coming into turn two on a track without safer barrier. Uh, Tyler was apparently knocked unconscious from the wreck, and uh, Doug decided to go full uh, Shawn Michaels, or no, Shane McMahon, I'm sorry, is the one who jumps from really high places. And uh, cannonball into his windshield. Um, now, obviously, I don't know if Doug knew that Tyler was unconscious at the time, but um, Doug decided to double down on his uh, childish move by, while uh, Tyler was in the hospital, saying, I'm selling cannonball t-shirts, which is uh, not a great move. So I'm going to cancel Doug uh, here. I'm gonna, yeah, wait, I I'm feel sorry. Like Let me get his full name here. <laughs> uh, Doug Barnes Jr., you are officially on the podcast. Canceled. Um, I also had one more that I was going to cancel, and now I can't remember off the top of my head. I have to look. At, I I can't remember the second one. It'll come back to me. But yeah, no, you can't. Like, I get it. Oh no, no, no! I got it. I also want to cancel the Bassets, or at least one of them. Yeah, can't remember which one. I think it was Dylan, Dylan or Dylan wasn't driving the car. I know that was who 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 was it? It starts with an R. Ronnie, but Dylan's the one you're canceling. I know exactly. Yeah, Dylan's what you're the one I'm about. canceling. So if you yeah. didn't see the Xfinity race on Thursday, there's a bad accident on the last lap. Um, uh, I can't remember who actually hit the wall a fucking ton. Um, it was. Bassett. I think it was. It was yeah. Bassett. Yeah. Yeah. So he absolutely just destroyed the car because Justin Allgaier. It looked like blew a tire on the last lap. Um, went airborne. Um, Justin Allgaier hit Timmy Hill so hard that Timmy Hill's um, uh, window net went down on its own which is Damn. something you don't see too often, which is scary. Um, Justin Allgaier was later transported to um, the hospital for evaluation after the wreck. Um, it was actually determined later that it was semi-not um, accident-related. Uh, he had an irregular heartbeat that they um, said wasn't going down mm-hmm. after the wreck, so they were worried about it. Took him. They just wanted to make sure that he was safe because obviously that you know could be underlying factors at that point. Um, but uh, Dylan Bassett decided to go on Twitter and uh, tweet a picture of the car while airborne and said, thanks, Justin, while Justin was in the hospital. Everyone knew it. And then thanks. also double down on his uh, dickhead comment and decided to stand by it, um, basically because being a NASCAR repair guy, I guess you're not supposed to repair the cars that get damaged. It's too much of a chore for <laughs> him to do um, because uh, I guess Baccarella's money just doesn't fund enough of what's going on with those 90 cars and the Bassett boys. I don't, I don't fucking know what goes on with that team, honestly, but <laughs> Dylan was a dickhead and had no reason to be that much of a dickhead on Twitter. So fuck you guys. 
You got Agreed. any other cancellations? I don't have any cancellations, but I will say congratulations to another first-time winner this past weekend in Keelan Harvick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, yeah, dude. That was a big story going so on. So congrats to our the beginning and mentioned at the end. 2030 Truck Series Rookie of the Year, Keelan Harvick, on his first one. <laughs> Shouts out to uh, Andy Houston. His quote, uh, this is the first of many, so yes. I'm... I'm happy to see that kid's uh, got his father's footsteps going on right now with these wins early on, so it's awesome. Oh, man, mm-hmm. him and uh, – what's uh, Kyle's uh, son's name? Uh, Brexton. Brexton. Him and Brexton are going to be the rivalry I'm ready to oh, see yeah. in 10 years. So yeah. and um, this – some huge news coming out of the racing world. Um, announced yesterday, IROC is pretty much getting revived. Dude, that caught me completely off guard because nobody saw that one coming, especially – like the fact that Tony Stewart is going to be the yeah. one basically leading the charge. And I know if it's Tony, he's putting the racing first over anything else. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get some uh, some good racing. I'm interested who he invites to the series. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how he's going to be setting this up. Uh, you know, how many laps, what's the strategies, pit stops, all that. So definitely I'm looking forward because I used to love IROC when that used to happen in the early 2000s. I watched old IROC races. They're so much fun. Um, so hell yeah. Glad. What's I, it called? Like, it's T-Rock. called <laughs> SRX Racing, which is, let me look up what it actually stands for. Um, I, I've read into a lot of it and I'll give a little brief discussion. So it is called, what is it called? SRX Supreme Racing Experience or. Okay. Well, could work um, on the name a little bit, but. Supreme Racing? Superstar Racing Experience. Okay, there Thank we you. go. So, there you go. the summary of it, they already have a TV deal signed with primetime CBS on Saturday nights. What? Which is freaking huge. Yeah. Like, not CBS Sports Lesson, straight up CBS. Saturday nights. Six summer nights next year, which is incredible. And they're running at exclusively short tracks, which oh, means fuck. they're probably going to be Thank running God. at Eldora, Nashville Fairgrounds, maybe even Five Flags Speedway, like a lot of popular short tracks around the country that NASCAR doesn't run at. So I, Tony says it's not supposed to be a direct competitor with NASCAR, which I think is somewhat true. But when you're racing on Saturday nights during the same weekends that the Cup Series will be racing mm-hmm. on short tracks with cars that are even like super equal with former NASCAR drivers and drivers from other series. The writing's on the wall there, and I could not be more excited because, obviously, yeah. as a big Tony Stewart fan growing up, um, I hope Tony's racing. He is, yes. Oh, he fun, will yeah. be. Um, be other drivers be a lot of fun. being followed by their uh, Twitter account right now are, we have Dale Jr., we oh, have you, uh, you say Dale Jeff Jr.? Gordon, yep, Dale Jr., Ooh. Jeff Gordon, Greg Biffle, Jimmy Johnson, Paul Tracy. Um, oh, boy. I know Tony Kanon wants to get in it. Ken Block, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of potential here. And I I'm see some more indie guys. Super in excited. That too. I would love for them to go to the Nashville Fairgrounds uh, oh, man. We'll during the weekend where games. Nashville is in, um, or where they're at the Nashville Super Speedway. Like, what a giant middle finger that would be. Oh, yeah. Dude, you know. Um controversial topic here a little bit of a trigger warning but um you know who is definitely going to try and get their uh, hands in on this is uh, Kyle Larson I would not be surprised especially yeah. if they go to Eldora if yeah, you want especially a dirt track. if we're doing some dirt racing yeah he's going to try and figure out a way to 
get in there. Him and Stewart are uh, mm-hmm. have o- always been uh, a little close, so I wouldn't be surprised that this could be his uh, chance to really start a little bit of a redemption here. Now, obviously, you don't have to forgive him, but you can uh, definitely watch him drive a car in a circle. That's something I, that can happen. I hadn't even thought of that. Oh my so that's God. A, yeah. There's a huge iguana right in front of me. Nice. Yeah, dude, <laughs> it's, it's getting to that time. So, um, <laughs> dude, I'm excited for that. So that's 2021? 2021, next summer, six Saturday Baby, nights. don't yep. get me that excited. Right. All right, so um, a couple other things in the news. So we got ratings back from the uh, Kentucky race. It earned a, uh, so Kentucky earned a 157, um, which is actually more than the Saturday night race from last year, yep. um, with 2.575 million viewers, more than golf. Nice. Uh, final round golf on Sunday, so that's good. See, that's the difference. Uh, so it's the highest rated sporting event. Of the weekend? Something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's the difference between Saturday night and Sunday um, afternoon. Yeah, hopefully we get like, some I, more Sunday afternoon I'm, races. I'm a fan of night races. and But they got to be a little but more special. the ratings do not agree with that. <laughs> yeah, no. Bristol yeah. night race, Daytona night race, Coke 600. There's your night races, and I guess... Yeah, like Saturday night racing. If, if just, it goes into a night race, that's fine. But, like, you know... The, like if, it's, the, if it's on a primetime network, like that's why I love what... Um, superstar racing experience is doing because it's on big cbs we, if people are just bored on a saturday night oh what's this thing oh yeah especially Jeff Lord and Tony Stewart are racing it's yeah. before sec football too so people are gonna start getting ready because i mean dude they put the sec music on that i'm i'm mm. literally gonna like mm. fall oh that'd be awesome boarding that oh yeah dude you know who they should get who our boy alan bestwick Ooh. oh man that yeah, bring Al- dude, bring Allen back to NASCAR or racing any way possible, please. But yeah, there's there's a lot of potential here. I'm yeah. I'm super excited to see where it goes. Um, a couple other things from the weekend. Kevin, you're cutting out by the way, so I'm not sure if you're talking. Or... I am. Do you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you now. All right, thank you, um, Sprint and Verizon for can you hear me now, guy? I miss those commercials. Not really though. <laughs> um let's see here so a couple other things so timmy hill's not going to do the all-star open not really a big yeah. big news there um nascar is considering ban on political sponsorships i feel like that's not a horrible thing into what's been honestly going on in the world um between the negative reactions um from the trump car and from blm car from mm-hmm. both sides um, you know, whether or not you agree with the other one or the other, I mean, it's definitely caused more arguments and more controversy, which yeah. I obviously hate it because I, you know, personally think if you're trying to do something good, you know, or if you're giving a team money, like, I don't have a problem with it. Like, obviously, you know, I'm not the biggest Trump guy in the world, but I will admit that it's definitely good to see Corey LaJoy able to get a sponsorship for nine races guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously, I, I, I prefer that. But, um, I mean, this happens every election year with these, um, you know, politically sponsored cars. It always has been a thing. So, I mean, but I, obviously NASCAR is a little more sensitized right now. So they have to figure something out that will not just appease the fans, but basically get them to stop trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they, they've ripped the Band-Aid off pretty, pretty hard. It's turned into like wax paper at this point being ripped off so they got to try and cool it a little bit i guess but uh definitely you know i we've already said on the podcast we applaud a lot of what nascar is doing if they do this i feel like that's another 
move in a in a direction that at least will calm things down. So, correct. Um, what else? I had something else that I wanted to say. You got anything, Kevin? I that's all I have. Nothing uh, really else to report on. I'm just excited for another uh, good weekend of racing ahead. Yeah. So we got um. We got, uh, what is it? I, I want to say Belgium, but I know it's not. It's uh, Hungary. Got yeah, Hungary on Sunday, same time. We got doubleheader with IndyCar. I believe that's uh, Friday and Saturday. Correct. And uh, what do we got? Trucks, Xfinity, and Cups. No doubleheaders with them? Um, let me check the weekend schedule. I think it's one for every series. I could be wrong, though. I hope so. Um, well, well, we'll be back here uh, next week with a whole slew of races once again to talk about um you know definitely i feel like uh, going to uh hungary is gonna be a lot of fun i just want to say i think a red bull is gonna take it this weekend i think this is gonna be more of a downforce really? yeah i think that uh, mercedes is gonna maybe struggle and uh summertime in hungary we might see some rain hopefully oof dude oh, I'm, man. Hoping, I'm hoping for a rain race that'd be awesome i'm hoping for some rain honestly it's F1's already had a first two races. Like, what would be better than some rain? I mean, we saw Lewis Hamilton on Saturday just put down an absolutely blistering lap in the pouring rain. So, you know, if it, if it happens, I'm going to switch my pick to Mercedes. But if it's uh, hot and sunny, give me that downforce-efficient Red Bull. Oh, yeah. Or maybe Alrighty. McLaren upset. All right. Well, um, I just want to give a quick shout-out to our partners at Stadium Scene TV. Uh, make sure to check out their website for all new podcasts when it comes to the world of sports with soccer, uh, podcast on golf, racing, basketball, football, baseball, you name it, even lacrosse. Check them out. And if you're a content creator, check out their MVP network so that you can get more listeners and viewers to your videos and podcasts. Uh, that is stadiumscene.tv. And also a shout out to our friends at uh, Geek Peak, the podcast for nerds. Um, check them out on iTunes and Spotify. They, they, they told me they'd give us a shout out I need to check that out to see if they, <laughs> they actually did I, I, I'm holding them to it I think this is the second time we've shouted them out but they are they are podcasts it's all it's so um, and uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LTLN Podcast uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify and this week can you guys try leaving a review on iTunes I think that might help us out with a little more legitimacy I'll leave one podcast <laughs> I don't know why you're listening to this one for like an hour and a half in almost. I don't know why you're still listening, but um, yeah, give us five stars and uh, give us a nice review. We'll shout you out on the podcast if you leave, leave us a review. We love uh, interacting with our fans. So um, that's pretty, pretty nice. So uh, until next week, I've been Anthony. And I've been Kevin. Thanks for listening, guys. Love you. Bye. Dumb, sounded down, trodden, hand dejected, crestfallen, grief-stricken, and exhausted, trapped in my room while the house was burning to the motherfucking ground.